Hi, everyone. We've got a treat today because I'm here with Helen A. Marie and Amy Johnson, who will be familiar, I think, to everyone listening to this podcast. Um, and we're having we're here together um, for the special event of the Enlightenment event that Helen is so brilliantly running um, with 12 speakers, I think, is it? Mm, that's yeah. right, yeah. Um, such a great comprehensive package of everything that that is relevant and useful to living life basically i would say um and so we were thinking it would be really good we i'm i'm doing my talk on wednesday so anyone joining in the next wave will be able to have that as a recording um but they'll be able to have amy's talk live which is not to be missed ever um so we thought we'd just chat a little bit about what's what's happened, what's about to happen, what's coming up. And um, so sh should we start with you, Helen, just to give us an introduction perhaps to, to mm. the event? Yeah, yeah, cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's so lovely to all be here together. It's nice Isn't little, it? <laughs> nice little gathering. Glad we could make it happen. Thank you, Claire, for hosting us all. My pleasure. Um, so, yes, and I know that some of your your listeners will have perhaps already heard us talk about this on our previous conversation, but just to, for anybody who missed that or who didn't get it or knew people, um, yes, this event came on the back of actually the first idea was the summit, which happened back in January when, yeah, as you say, Claire, there were 12 speakers all came together and shared your conversations across three days. Um, and which was such an amazing experience. Like so many people were saying how, um, how many insights they got even though, you know, on the face of it, there were these were very relaxed conversations, just finding out about you all and what you did and what you loved about your work. But people were getting such, um, yeah, such insight and realizations and mind blowing moments of, um, oh, that, that, that. And also, I really loved how people saw um, the interconnection. So like you say, Claire, that it kind of touched on all the points that are relevant and people seeing how they'd kind of cut themselves off and shut doors to certain ways of exploring or certain methodologies or approaches because it was kind of like oh no no that's not allowed you know I'm meant to see that it's all thought or I'm I'm meant to only ever drop back into the space of awareness you know, whatever whatever rule had been made up about oh no 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 there's a right way to do this and I can only do it that way um so I loved the fact that people were seeing all that and seeing the interconnection of all these different approaches that was another really big theme people saying oh I can see the everybody's really sharing the same message like everyone's pointing in the same direction but with a very unique mm. approach in a very unique way so it was just like oh amazing exactly what that was designed for and then yeah this um, event now is is slightly a misnomer being called an event because it makes it sound like it's a one-off thing but perhaps like um, how we imagine sometimes that enlightenment or awakening is a one-off thing and like, ta-da, in one magic moment, everything changes forever. And it's never actually like that. It is a gradual, especially with enlightenment, very gradual, um, yeah, excavation of who we are as a person and who we're here to be and, and who we are in our nature. And so it's, it's never a one-off event. So I guess this journey does actually replicate that that it's bit by bit by bit we see more and we see more and we see more and we uncover and uncover the truth of who we are and, and what our natural authentic expression is um 
by seeing through all these layers of of our experience and hence why we've started with you guys Claire yeah you and Nikki talking about make it visible because you guys are so brilliantly and it's showing for all the people who are in the group now showing all the places where we hold back from life where we resist where we protect where we um yeah we try and go forward but then we get scared because doubt comes up or uncertainty and fears and how actually that's all beautifully revealing the places we can enlighten the places that we can make friends with these experiences rather than keeping running away from them and then each month from here we're then moving into the different ways that we can then enlighten that experience and yeah as you said next next month march is about psychological so that's where amy's coming in where we've got um and amy obviously you'll talk about that in a bit but got amy talking about her amazing work with questioning what thought even is and grace bell who's going to be um bringing byron katie's work and what i really love is that some of the people who have already signed up and who've gone yes i want this whole thing some of them have been in this exploration for a good long while and i really was so delighted when somebody said i know i think i know all the thinking stuff i think i you know i think i get that but i'm coming anyway like i'm i'm going to be joining the whole thing anyway because i never know what i might see fresh i never know what this next conversation might point to and reveal and show me that i hadn't seen before and that's really what i I wanted for this as well. It's like there's no prerequisites, but there's equally no upper limit of, you know, when you're allowed to join this, because wherever you are, it's going to meet you where you are and you're going to hear what's right for you and you're going to receive and you're going to see and be met right where you are with what you need right now for this moment. So, yeah, so I'm so excited. I've loved what's already come up this month. I mean, we're only, gosh... Yeah, we're only just coming into the second half of it and already there's been amazing insights for people in there. So I just can't wait to see what's going to happen as we move into March. Yes, and the doors open again on the 1st and and get to hear from, from Amy and, and Grace. And yeah, with me kind of topping and tailing it with uh, with context and Q&As and, and other bits and pieces that pop up along the way. So so yeah. great, Helen. And we'll, we'll, we'll put this on the on the podcast notes but how how would people sign up for it yeah for sure so we've got um a page where you can click to book um and the doors will open again on the first they're going to be open from the first to the fifth of march so that's your opportunity to join for this next month and as you said claire when you join you also get all the recordings that have gone before so really it's it's incredible the value kind of builds and builds and builds as we go through um and there's an option to either join just join 333 per month um or you can join to my community first the world fig community and once you're in there you then get almost 50 percent discount on um on your monthly fee so it's 177 if you join in my community first um so that's yeah up to people which they choose but yeah yeah brilliant brilliant oh it's amazing what you've created helen it's just going to, I feel like it's going to run and run and run for years and years and years, isn't it? And just get more <laughs> and more rich each each iteration. And yeah. yeah, it could be like real, couldn't it? The real program that, <laughs> gosh, in the early yeah. days of that and each each month it would run again and it'd be like, yeah, yes, I'm going in <laughs> again, true. I'm going in again. <laughs> it's true, I'd forgotten that actually. 
yeah, 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 gosh. <laughs> time ago. Mm. Yeah. So do you want to talk a bit then, Claire, about what your, because I know you haven't even done your your session yeah. yet, but do you want to talk a bit about what's coming? And and like you say, I'll give people a bit of a taster of um, what they will receive if they join for March, what they'll get on that recording. Yeah, sure. So yeah, so um, we're having it on Wednesday. So anyone who's in the event already will be able to come live and anyone who's joining in March will be able to have it as the recording. And um, making it visible the the reason why I was asking if if I could be in that slot <laughs> at the start was because so much of what we look at on our courses is how the appearance of the world and all our perceptions, all our experiences are always, 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 always pointing attention back to their origin. And it looks like their origin is out there, but really their origin is is within as a um as the as the conditioning, as the learning, the the belief system that creates a an appearance of me and an appearance of reality that look completely separate, as though they have nothing to do with each other whatsoever. And so from that mind that is identified with the me as this completely separate entity I'm in this continual desperate really um attempt to bring in what I think I need and push away what I think is going to threaten me and that ongoing battle which is really a a, you know we mentioned Byron Katie Byron Katie calls it the war doesn't she like Mm. it's our ongoing war of um continual struggle continual suffering and it and it just gets more intense it gets more involved it looks more and more real because all of the evidence is is showing well yes this is this is hard this is a struggle this is what you need but really the the very fact of the struggle is saying no hold on that there is something amiss here the the appearance of reality, this visibility of um, other people, events, circumstances, and this appearance of me, they're not separate. They're made of the same conditioning and learning. And that alone, I think, just that one redirection for the mind, which is so logical, and, and we can't, there's no argument against it. It's completely obvious the more we look at it that all all perception is coming from the same place within us and that alone is enough to start loosening up this grip of an identified mind that is so lost in its own belief system and and so I I thought it'd be really wonderful to explore with with the people who are there to really see the different areas in our lives where this happens. And it might be that some areas, very easy, very simple. There's a sort of natural process of desire being fulfilled, basically, because there's no confusion going on. And other places where it's so hard and we're continually trying to get these things and they just seem to move further and further away and 
the things that we just don't want ever to happen are just in our faces the whole time. And what we'll do in our session is really look at what what's going on. What what are the what are the confusions, particularly around the two things that I really want to look at are perception and appearance, the confusion around that, how how the mind is tricked into believing its own creations. And then secondly, well, something that I'm really obsessed with actually at the moment is is desire and wanting and how confusion around what is wanted creates a, a sort of tangle of um a tangle really where we're we're on the surface there's a want but actually the underground um more powerful ones which are around securing the identity um trying to stop fear shame insecurity lack need those wants are playing out and they're preventing what's going on on the surface from ever being fulfilled mm. and so that's what i'm taking from visibility like this sort of the difference really between the surface reality and the underground the, the subconscious realm that is really running the show and until that's realized we're always going to be operating from a lost mind perspective of identification and and question belief so yeah really looking forward to mm. that on wednesday and yeah. um yeah and then I'm really looking forward to hearing about Amy's work and 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 you're focusing on thought for your um your session is that right Yes I am and I'm um I'm so excited to be coming after what you just shared Claire and I'll be on your session I have it I have it booked I'm so excited like oh I have that oh, hour so and a half free I'll, I'm so excited to be there um but I love how this all flows together. And like you mentioned, I mean, how Helen, how you saw this in a big picture way. And of course, it's kind of linear, but also not linear, very yeah. spirally and, and all kinds of stuff as we go through all of the months. Um, but I can really feel that as as you guys are sharing. So um, I'm going to talk about thought and psychological enlightenment and really um what what I'm just super into right now is like this addiction to thought, the way that Claire just talked about making this visible, first of all, seeing, and there's so many times we see this and levels at which we see it, but really, really seeing the extent to which every one of us is living addicted to thought. And I like saying it that way because it sounds very dramatic and it is. It's, very, <laughs> it's like, it's so a big great. deal. Like we are so up in thought form so much of the time. And even when we sort of know that we usually still are. And, and so I just loved really go there and make that visible um, and, and as it's visible, get even closer to it. And so what I'm sort of obsessed with at the moment is what even is thought? Like, let's pull this closer and see what's even there. This thing we call thought, what is it? Is it images? Is it sounds? Is it feelings? Is it all of that in a given moment? And what are those? What's a feeling? Like, what is it? Yeah. What's a feeling? Like, what's a picture? What's this grainy picture when I say I have a memory that's causing me 
suffering, no, no doubt. Like what even is that memory? As I get closer, I don't know, it usually disappears or it changes or it's confusing. And I just love the fact that as we pull things closer in life, like we have this experience of thought that is unquestionable. We know when we're thinking and we know what it feels like. It's a very real experience. Yet as we pull it closer, we know less and less about it. And we tend to get to this place where we're like, I have no idea. It's like that empty fullness. It's completely there and it's also completely not there. So to explore thought in that way and our addiction to like, what are we even addicted to? Let's look at it. Well, we don't even know. Isn't that interesting? And, and to also as part of this addiction to thinking, um, which I know is coming up later in the event is to drop into the body more and more, come to the senses more and more, because I've just found for myself, like I I can't think myself out of an addiction to thinking, but I can continually come to the body and to the senses. And, and that just shows me when thinking is there, it just becomes so much clearer. But for me personally, and for a lot of people I've seen it, it, I don't know. I think it takes that piece. I think it, I think mm-hmm. that at least that piece really, really helps. Like when we're here grounded in reality, immediate right now reality, you will notice when a time-based story shows up. You won't when you're in the time-based story so much. So there's, there's that kind of piece too, which I love again, looking at the arc of this event, I know there's months coming up that are all about physical enlightenment, emotional enlightenment, and you can just feel how it all flows together. So, so exciting. I love that, Amy. And I love how what you've said totally connects with what Claire said about that subconscious driving the whole thing. Because for me, that, and you were the first, Claire, to really hold me steady in looking at stuff that I was so afraid of. Because it looked like if I turned and faced those terrible thoughts that were so terrifying that they would actually happen, that they would make them come true. Whereas in fact, what I'm hearing from both of you, it's that thing of when we actually hold steady and face these things, they do dissolve, they do disappear and disperse. And and we never know what's going to come on the other side of that. But it's usually a lot kinder and a lot more loving and a lot more aligned, which is the whole point of this, than whatever was happening before. And that, yeah, that dropping into the experience, becoming unafraid, that favorite Sid quote of mine, the, if, if all that people learned was to become unafraid of their experience, then that alone would change the world. And that's, again, what I hear and what you're both saying. It's like we, when we become unafraid of the thoughts, the ideas, the experience, the whatever it is, and come close to it, like you're saying, Amy, then it can't help but be seen as not a problem it's all okay. And then that opens us, doesn't it? Yeah. Then, like you say, and then we can drop into the body because then we can be with the stuff and Claire, the, the unconscious, the subconscious of the fears of shame and disappointment and failure and humiliation, whatever else is lurking there. We can then turn mm. and face all that stuff because that it's the avoidance of that, isn't it? That's driving that addiction you're saying about Amy there. Yeah. I've never seen that so clearly as last year. It's like, I called it the escape to the mind where oh my God, well, I can't be with that experience in my body so quick. Yeah. Into thinking, it's much safer in thinking. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Or so we thought. <laughs> so we thought. We yes. realise, don't we, the the enormous power of, of the human mind to create 
these these futures and demons and images of other people and what they're thinking about us that it's just such a fabrication and mm -hmm. and and yeah realizing that moving into it it's gone it goes it can't it can't survive attention on mm. it and 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 it can't like i love what you're saying amy about the the attention in the body because yeah i mean above all it's that isn't it bringing a, a, the mind into reality which and the closest we've got is the body for that mm. do you um, think that's why yoga because obviously you practice yoga as well claire I don't know if you still do actually is that is that still part of your work yeah is yeah because that, yeah. that's why I where I see yoga as one of those talking about physical enlightenment like you said Amy which is coming later in the program that for me is why yoga is so powerful because you get so present with your physical experience and you're, you're so aware of like whatever's going on in like when you're in a particular difficult pose or something that my hamstrings especially don't like <laughs> But it's an incredible opportunity to, yeah, to be present with that discomfort and to, as I've got less afraid of it, actually go, well, what is this in my hamstrings that's screaming? So much? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and realizing, yeah, that presence with it actually isn't as bad as, as yeah, yeah. when I was in my mind going, oh my God, my hamstrings are too tight. <laughs> it's way worse than when I actually feel what tight hamstrings are. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely I'd say I think I think it all I do think it because I think it's it is also very possible to go to a yoga class and not experience what you've just mm. described so I would say it's it starts with always an understanding of this thing called the mind and this addiction to thought and and then and from there go and do yoga I would mm. I would say always because Otherwise, you know, the, I think anything can be used as a an escape or a distraction or sort of numbing out sort of thing. But but yes, so powerful to do any body thing from greater and greater depth of exploration of what the mind is. Is I think it's mm. extraordinary mm. and so so um, just. I don't know, exciting to start to see these things play out that were previously invisible. Mm. That's what I feel like people are going to get as they, they immerse in this, especially for the whole event. If they do like just to be able to be in the, in the pose and watch how the mind is mm. just trying to help. <laughs> it's mm. just wanting to help distract. Like, let's have a thought instead. <laughs> let's take a little bit away from the hamstrings and let's think about this instead. And to see that with like compassion and, but there's such a, a thrill, I think that comes like a whiff of freedom that you get when you start to notice that after mm, being yeah. so just blinded by it for so long, which is really exciting. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I love that, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that breaks my heart is when people take that phrase, it's all, it's just my thinking, it's just a thought. And it's like, no, stop, yeah. stop dismissing, stop dismissing that experience. Because like you say, it's so innocently trying to help. It's so innocently trying to protect us from something that it thinks is dangerous. Yeah. And it does, it breaks my heart when people say that in such a flippant way, like a kind of mantra that's going to solve their life. It's like, no, we have to be with this stuff. And and as I said before about the people who are coming, 
and have still joined for the psychological month because they know there's something more to see. There's always an opportunity. And we it has to be seen in that moment. Like we can't we can't borrow a, an insight from the past or a, a moment from the past and try and bring it into now and say, oh yeah, 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 I've done Baron Katie's work and I've seen what Amy talks about. No, 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 I know all that already. That that's not how it works. It has yeah. to be in the moment, doesn't it? It has to be fresh yeah. and here now. And that's um, yeah, that's why I'm so delighted people are coming even even though you'd say, oh, they're, they're well-versed in this stuff, that openness to say, yeah, let me look again. Let me see, see what I see this time. And it's like, it's always a yes, not a no. And I think that like, oh, it's just thought, like there's a, there's a real feeling of like, no, don't need to look there. Don't need to go there. I know that already, like you're saying, and it's just a great thing to be aware of. And what if we just flip that? And it's like, Ooh, let me see this too. Let me see this too. <laughs> thing, like anything that's here is it. This is the portal in what's showing up right here, which just, again, that's, it's just such a nicer way to go through this too. Cause it's like, yes, yes, yes. Let me see what I can see rather than trying to wall off and say no to things. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. And actually you've connected right there to the very end of the program. Cause I remember you really connecting with Heather's session in the summit where she was talking about the yes to life. Like if we have a yes to everything that's showing up, that's here, how different our experience becomes. So you've just transported us right to the very final session of the whole, <laughs> of, the, of the, at least the first six months where, uh, yeah, Heather, we're back to do her session. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, beautiful. Well, that, maybe that's a good place for us to end then with the end of the event. Yeah. <laughs> um, and oh, thank you both so much. It's always just absolute pleasure to see you both. And um, congratulations, Helen, on, on the event. And congratulations, Amy, on all of your amazing work always. And, yeah, and um, to you, Claire. And thank you both thank for being here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you soon. Mm, yeah, you too. Lots of love. Bye, my loves. Bye. Thank you.